The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. <sighs> I'm your oldest brother, Justin wow. McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Justin <laughs> McElroy. I'm Travis. Did you, guys hear, did you guys hear that? I actually didn't. Did you guys hear that? I didn't mean to say. Okay. It threw me off so bad I said your name. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. I'm Travis McElroy, your middlest brother. Do you have a show in you today, Justin? Are you cool? There is gonna be a show. <laughs> you have you have an show inside of you that's waiting. Do you know me. what's? It's strange. I didn't know how I felt. This show is my therapy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. This is my this is my time to unpack everything. And I went into this recording not knowing how I felt today. And yeah. then when I was trying to put on, as we say in French, la masque right. the show. Yeah. You know, the mask of the host, the entertainer, the funny man, whisk us away, Pagliacci. You know, <laughs> I've discovered a sort of uh, unease. You reached that... in, you you reached in <laughs> to the depths to pull out the comedy that is at the base of the sorrow in your soul, but you found only sorrow. There's just sorrow in there, yeah. Yeah, just- What I found is that if I dig deep enough, the comedy's in there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe yeah. that's what I was trying to get out was sort of um, in the in the parlance of of uh, Aristotle, the expurgation of pity and fear. You know what I mean? The the great art. Uh, so this is my brother, my brother, me. It's an advice show. So what this means is, I, the people you have heard in the past couple of minutes are going to tell you what to do. Believe it in or a not, fun twist. Yeah. Now I I want to start off this is, and this is not normally how we do it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna admit this is a special occasion, oh, boy. but to start off the episode, we got a variety. Yeah, we got an email from Rose, and it was about a topic that we discussed last episode or a couple episodes ago, and it goes like this. And Rose, I want to say thank you for the powerful start to this question. There was no there was no lead in. It just started like this. How I heard it is that Ray Bradbury actually asked his local fire department what temperature books burned at, and they went and lit a book on fire and measured the temperature while they were still on the phone with him and reported back that the temperature was Fahrenheit 451. No idea if that's true or not. Rose. I wish I could have been there when they were like, we got a, uh, Bradbury wants us to burn a book. And they're like, well, which book? <laughs> which book? We got to pick a book to burn. Well, let's see. We got, let's. it's a fire station. So what we have here is the phone book and a book about how to fight fires. Yeah. And the Bible. Mm-hmm. So. I would think- hey, Ray, hey, Jimmy, weren't you reading a Dean Koontz earlier? <laughs> yeah, but I haven't finished it. It's Ray Bradbury, dude. All yeah, right. on the phone. Scorch that Koontz. <laughs> <laughs> is it, is, 
is burned my coons. Is it among the services that the fire department offers <laughs> that if you call them, you can ask any object and they yeah. will burn it for you? Yes. Also, hey, also, why does the fire department even possess the implements? The one place you don't want there to be a fire is in the fire station because that's where you have all your shit right. for fighting it, right? Why do they even have the implements for starting a fire? It's uh, well to train Justin, obviously, because you don't want the first time you fight a fire to be live out in the real world. You want to let no first day. You no want to you want to let temporary first day fire. John. There's not a training fire. It's fire. But you put a fire, a control fire. You put a fire in the waste paper basket so first day John can put it out and feel like a powerful firefighter. Hey, I want uh all our rangers, all our park service people to get at me on this one reminder my twitter handle is at a plus k i don't control burn is a fucking lie if anybody says that there's a control burn they're lying to you it's fire baby Just it's it. gonna do it's a thing i'm not saying that a fire lit in a waste paper basket is a control burn you know no, i'm that, saying right? okay the idea of control burns and please get at me uh uh people who do uh manage forests for a living a plus K. Uh, I, it's not a controlled burn, baby. It's a fire. It's going to do what it's going to do. Hey, that has got to be the worst moment of your day. If you're like, it's a controlled burn. And then you notice that one, one tree. little tender. <laughs> oh, no, that, that was one of the good trees. Oh, ah. oh that. Then you got to start like, oh, yeah, I did want to get that one. <laughs> too. I can just run and over there with a can of spray paint. Just put an X on that one real quick. Yep. Yeah. It's all didn't want part that. of the plan. Yeah. I yeah. Did. It's yep. all under control. Uh, somebody needs to write like a sci-fi novel called Control Burn, but it's C-T-R-L. Burn. Ooh, Travis. Like, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, think about that. Anyways, I like that we could call the fire department and just be like, hey, at what temperature does like a classic Teddy Ruxpin burn? Yeah. And they would yeah. have to do it or or else I guess I don't pay their salaries do anymore. You, do you know what's fucked up? It's 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, no. Such a dangerous little toy. Such a day. I mean, that 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 tape deck in there, it's, a, it's its own sort of internal combustion engine. It's not great. Um, so they have they have tools to measure how hot a fire is at the fire department, and I believe that. But then I also wonder: does that mean like they're going to measure the heat of a fire when they get to like a house fire, and they're like, "That's too hot," or that they roll up they roll up to a house fire, point their little their uh, thermometer at it, and they're like, "It's okay, guys." It's a cold fire. It's <laughs> only so, like, two hundred degrees in there. Fucking, we don't need our suits. I've got a this thick, is a baby fire. I've got a thick sweater on. This is a cold ass fire. In and out, no problem. Um, can we do a question that's not about Ray Bradbury? I want to talk more about Ray Bradbury. No, that's fine. I can. I'll do one. And one not. We'll do one for them. One for us. Okay. I heard that he called a tattoo parlor and said, "How many tattoos could you put on a man before he's illustrated? Before he's illustrated." Uh, I was on the way out the door to walk our dog Cooper. Nice. Wow. When I realized I was without now, a plastic hold on, bag. Hold on, real quick. Did you say that because you're assuming that this person named their dog after your second daughter? Well, they did name him. I'm assuming they named him after, but maybe they named him before. In which case. You took a oh, dog. Okay, fine. Yeah. And now you've named uh, your daughter after their dog. When, or named a dog, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Classic. <laughs> love Classic. Indiana. I love Love him. Iron Man. 
the movies. Uh, when I realized I was without a plastic bag for his poop, my wife ran to our kitchen for me and pulled one from the recycling before sending me on my way. I'm now blocks from the house. He's pooping. I realized she handed me a dramatically oversized baggie. The ones from Goodwill that fit coats and bedding and stuff. It seems wasteful to use such an enormous amount of plastic for a single duty. What do I do? Do I pick up after him in this ludicrously big bag or do I search for a plan B? That's from superfluously sized shit bag in Greensboro. I mean, think about your poor dog who sees the size of the duty <laughs> bag and is like, damn, oh, no. Jeremy, are you sure? I'll do my best, but fuck, bud. I'm going to disappoint you, buddy. I'm so sorry. Well, no I don't know way. what you have planned for the day, but is that for both of us? Um. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. I mean, it's important that you clean up the duty. That's just, that's that's 101. Clean, leaving the I duty there is- mean. No, it is. Yeah. No, it, listen. I'm a dog owner. I pick up my dog's shit. Cool. But you want a fucking I also, trophy? I also think that it is interesting that we have a society of like all, all other animals shit outside, and there's dirt there and mud and stuff. But my yeah. dog shit, I have to with a like microscopically thin bag put it in my hand while you watch to make sure I do it, Mister Jones next door. This is a weird character trap. I've never what, stepped in. Mr. I've, Jones. I've never stepped in like squirrel shit and had it ruin my day. Let me check the. Let me actually check my uh, my history. Yep, it's always dogs that I steps yep. in. So yep. yeah, we need I'm to. I'm not saying we shouldn't do it. I'm saying I don't like doing it. Yeah. Okay. Nobody likes. Nobody's like. All right. <laughs> little Can brown. Tell you? Little brown treasure. <laughs> Neither of you are dog owners, so let me tell you the most awkward thing in in being a dog owner is after you've picked up your dog shit and you're carrying it around in an old Kroger bag, and like you're walking back home and like another car from your neighborhood drives by and you kind of awkwardly wave with the hand holding the bag of shit. Yeah, now sure, imagine hands holding the leashes. Now imagine this, but it's a mattress bag. It's a big fucking. <laughs> steamer trunk size it's a big boy it's it's i mean you have to do it can you pick up a bunch of different stuff yeah there's gotta be some other poop lying around not even it doesn't even have to be poop you find a cool pine cone or glitter yeah or, yeah i mean you know non-bio-organic litter you just just because if you do oh just, i thought you said glitter no litter because if you do just have the one poop in this huge huge bag you're gonna look like some sort of like off-brand johnny appleseed Dude, who's like my last one nearing the end of his journey? Could you keep reusing the bag until it's full? You, where are you going to store that trap between Uh, uses? Right inside the door, so it's there next time you need it. We're going to need a mud room for this (laughs) specifically for the bag. Mm. Justin, it sounds like you're not having fun. I take trash bags really seriously, and I've been thinking about how I'm out of my big trash bags that I treasure. Sometimes, you know what I do sometimes? What do you do? This is embarrassing, but like, I'll I'll get, you know, I like the big, big ass contractor yeah, trash Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby. The ones that, that, that make me feel like I can throw anything away. Don't even Yeah, kid, kid you can throw right like hunks of concrete in there. It'll stretch around it. Sometimes I get some, uh, uh, I get a mind to do some cleaning and I figure out like, oh man, I've only filled up half of this amazing trash bag. Yeah. And so I'll just leave the trash bag you guys ever do this? Just leave the trash bag centrally located, and then if somebody tries to throw trash in the regular trash can, I'm like, oh, hold on. 
I got this big one over here. Don't fill up the the, the smaller cans with that uh, trash. Come put it in this big boy I got. This is my big centrally located trash. I'm trying to fill her up. Justin, you have just maybe described like the clearest example of dad idiosyncrasy since we started making this show. Like that is such like a, oh, don't Do you mean Clinton, evil McElroy or dad in general? Like you are a dad because you do this thing I've never heard of before. Don't you guys get mad? Okay, okay, okay. When people in your household, and I know that, I mean. The kids today. Kid, when people in your household throw away trash that takes up half of the trash can, does that not drive you fucking bad? Well, well, let me ask you a, que- a follow-up question. Did they use my special big garbage bag? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the one I'm that I say just for big boy the special centrally located dad bag? <laughs> that when I fill up, I buy myself a little treat? Okay, <laughs> so because I've earned it, and no one appreciates the hard work I do around here. Dad, you know I just like to watch one episode of a car show without somebody interrupting me while I fill up my special it's, big boy bag. It's just Dad Central sack for fat trash. <laughs> I'm spiraling here. I just need to know if there's if you have a I have a kitchen trash can. Uh huh. Yeah. If someone has a large piece of trash, and I, I, I keep saying someone when I mean my wife, my kids don't throw away shit. When my wife throws away uh, my the large bag <laughs> of trash, a large piece of trash in the kitchen trash uh-huh, can uh-huh. that fills up a lot of the trash Ugh. can, I get very frustrated and I ask that we take larger pieces of trash directly out to the cans or instead of sullying the it, trash it does, bag with it, with it does sound like you've introduced a middleman though a middle yeah. option a middle a third path that That's isn't a perfectly good half filled bag right there and it's a fat sack it's a fat That's sack That's only when the sack is not in play right when the sack's in play everything goes in the sack right if the kids leave toys out too long and i don't think that they treasure it mm-hmm. it goes right, right in the, the sack, sack. Yeah. the sack's right there um, hey, can I do it? Sometimes yeah. I just want to put all my worries and troubles in that sack. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to take, oh, I got a lot weighing on me. What if I just put them all in my big boy sack and threw it right away, you know? Yeah. Um, I got a Yahoo here that was sent in by several people. Thank you. It's, okay. by, Yah- it's by Yahoo Answers user James who asks, can I bring in some of my own ingredients for them to put on my Subway sub? Oh, such a good question, James. It's a... This is a fast food restaurant where they make sandwiches and they do have, they've got a little, it's weird, huh? They've got like a buffet, but just for them. Yeah. You ever think about that? You should, if there was no sneeze guard there, which in the current sort of climate would be unthinkable, but if there was no sneeze guard there, you could just do it yourself and you wouldn't need them to necessarily be a part of that process, but- if you could do it yourself, if there was no sneeze guard, if we could democratize the subway process, then there would be nothing stopping you from like slopping in your own homemade horseradish on there or whatever. Mm. I'll tell you what, what I have always really enjoyed at Subway is their candor, their yeah. honesty. Sure. Because one, you get to watch them make the sandwich right there. So you can watch them fuck up the way you want your cheese to go. It's great. Yeah. 
because like no i ple- no i said okay but also that they're just straight up like vegetables are worth nothing to us we will right. put as many of those on there as you want the cheese and the meat that's where the money is baby you want more of that we're gonna charge you but you want you want more spinach Fuck it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I will load that thing down with spinach till we can't close it. <laughs> spinach comes from trees. There's it's infinite of those. I can find spinach outside right now if you want more. Where am I supposed to get cheese at this time of day? But this comes from cows. And there's only so many of them. This is what um, I'm saying. I, I measure how much sort of uh, gas I have in the tank by whether or not I'm willing to ask for green peppers uh-huh. because I don't want the the specificity of green pepper amount that I need to produce a satisfying <laughs> sandwich yeah. is such that I don't I don't always want to take that journey right because I don't want to always break down with them like you don't understand how little green pepper I want it's you're gonna think that I don't want it that's the amount. <laughs> That's the you're gonna think that I don't actually want the green pepper, but I do. I just want such a specific yeah. amount of green you, pepper. On you there. want them to take some slices of green pepper and just kind of wiggle them over the sandwich like yes. they're burning sage, yeah. but not actually let them touch. If you could yeah. hide it in there, so I definitely get all the benefits, but I'm not. Oh, maybe wrap it in cheese. So That'd like I, it's later. I think was there green pepper on that sandwich? That's the I, ideal amount. Sometimes when I'm feeling really froggy, I'll do that with mayo, but I'm even more particular about that. I actually kind of mispronounce mayo because I want them to put an amount of mayonnaise on the sandwich where they're not actually sure if I want mayonnaise. <laughs> yes. That is the <laughs> that is the exact amount of mayonnaise that I want on the sandwich where they have they have plausible mayonnaise deniability. <laughs> right. Like, no, that's just meat leavings. That's there's no mayo on this. No, that's sir, that was I just want. wet bread. Nope. You just got a wet slice but there. Can pal. you bring in your Okay, let's let's take it one step. Can you bring in your own bread? I don't think so. Okay. Can what you, if they're good. What if I brought in an ingredient? They finish okay. the sandwich and then while still standing at the register, I unwrap it, open the sandwich, put my ingredient in, close the bread, oh, rewrap man. it all while maintaining eye contact. That's what happens? You're great. Right. They're gonna charge you for it. Damn like, it! You can bring in your own slice of ham. And charge like, me a corking uh, fee. Pork. Oh well, a porking fee. Oh! That was good. Very good. Um, I yeah, I think you should be able. Is that is ham? What you guys would really bring? Okay, no, Subway opens. They uh, Subway. They're like, we got five dollar foot long, and people love that. But now we have a new jingle, and it's bring in your own meat now, <laughs> and. You can bring in your own, it says bring in your own meat now, but you can bring in whatever, but you can only bring in one yeah. thing. So like, what's yeah. the, what's the, and this is great because then there's a line of people standing six feet apart, all of them holding their sort of comfort item. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, that they're excited. Right now, th- I'll bring a toothbrush and a picture of my wife. Nope, <laughs> you can do one. I'm winning that hands on a hard body truck. Wait, that's not, <laughs> sir, that's not what's happening. Oh man. I'm seeing te- everybody's going to be holding bacon like a kid who's just won a bunch of tickets at like an arcade and they're like waving these strings of tickets around except it'll be bacon because no, too much work but, but too ba- much work I don't think you're going to make your own bacon at home item. I think Travis is coming at this from an economic standpoint I'm trying to think of like special things I have in this house 
Mm-hmm. That I've always wanted to eat on a Subway sandwich. <laughs> My own sort of uh, Pinsky salami situation, if of you course. will. The um, best looking meat I've never had. What, what, Griffin, what's something that you would not, <laughs> I feel like the host of Family Viewed. What's something that you would not normally have on a sandwich that you find yourself craving? Uh, it's, uh, um, uh, my Willy Weenus, my Prince, my Prince Pee-Pee. I'm trying to think of what they would say on Family Feud. They would say Prince Pee-Pee? Doo-doo, doo-doo juice. They say, like, wild shit. <laughs> yeah, show me doo-doo juice. Yeah. Oh, it's up there. It's number one. Wow. Making a hundred percent of people <laughs> said doo-doo juice. Whoa. <laughs> Wow, we asked a million people and a hundred percent of them said doo-doo juice. Probably CBD, right? Oh, that'd be great. They're not gonna sell that to you in some way. No, they could. That's how you know things are done. They what? could. They could. They won't. They could. We have CB. We have CBD pepperoncini. <laughs> <laughs> a CBDLT. Yes. Well, that's it. That's the end of that bit. We can't that's do that bit. Put it to bed. That's, so that's good. the end of that bit. <laughs> I recently discovered that my boyfriend's dad drives. We should do that more. Didn't that feel really clean yeah. to you? Yeah, yeah. I really like that sort of laugh-in style, like hee-haw transition. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll put that on a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I recently discovered. (laughs) I recently discovered that my boyfriend's dad drives Lyft on the side to pick up semester cash. The problem with this is that I use Lyft. My boyfriend and I have been dating for four years. I consider myself to be close to parts of his family, just not his dad. He's really nice seeming. We just haven't uh, had many chances to interact. If I were to call Lyft and his dad was the driver, would I have to sit in the front and try to make small talk with him? Or would it be okay for me to sit quietly in the back like I normally would? Oh, oh boy. Uh, wow, this is fraught. Um, I, this is Until I read this question, the idea of calling a Lyft and having it be someone I knew driving had never occurred to me. Yeah, yeah because it, it the, the question of where to sit, and I feel like we you do have the built-in excuse right now of social distancing. So it's like, I gotta sit catty corner. Oh, that's good, yeah. I mean, it's not just good, it's literally, it's the truth. If you're doing anything other than catty corner, then you're then you're part of the problem. Um, you could always sketch mm. on the back. Sketching on the back is cool. You definitely can't treat it like a regular lift. I mean, unle- oh. unless, unless, unless you're gonna do the mask thing. Yeah. Ooh. You've been doing. You guys been doing the mask thing. You mean I wearing a people. mask to keep other people alive? Yes, Justin, I have. Well, good, Travis. That's good. Everybody you should be doing that, obviously. But no, Justin yeah, just said like the mask thing, like it was minimum. a cool life. Travis hack wants a fucking, Travis cleans up after his dog and doesn't spread a pandemic, and he's like, you know what? I do want a parade. I want a parade well, and a trophy do, that man. says Travis McRoy, bare minimum. Bare minimum. Uh, no, uh, but it's B E A R, and there's a little bear on top of the trophy. You wear the mask and you're at the store and you see someone you definitely know and you just absolutely play it off because it's like, no, you're yeah. not going to get me this time. I have plausible deniability. I, thought, I mean, you... especially if you wear one of the like plastic shield masks and a hat, 
You are a ghost, you're, my friends. Incognito. When you asked if we were doing the mask thing, Justin, I thought you were talking about when the cops, when there's a bunch of cops and they're about to arrest you, but then you're like, they call me Cuban Pete. <laughs> Of the king of the rumble, and you do a dance, and then there are very few social. Pro- I mean, to be fair, the mask would fix this problem with the lift because you're de- it would turn into like a huge stretch limo, yeah. and your boyfriend, your boyfriend's dad would be like a cool wolf, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, that'd be badass. That'd be pretty cool. And you roll up to the coconut club or whatever, and there's yeah. Cameron Diaz, and I guess you. Seducer with your cool dancing? Wouldn't it be cool to have a mask mask and you could just put it on and act a fool? <laughs> not, with, not with his zany powers, you're saying. <laughs> you're just wearing a mask. No, but you, pre- mask. you pretend that you have his zany powers. I think everybody would get a big kick out of that. Oh, yeah. I think everyone in this day and age, everyone needs that kind of levity. You know what I mean? That's what the mm-hmm. world is missing more mask based humor. Well, then maybe everybody's uncles and aunts who are still really up in arms about the whole pandemic mask thing, maybe we can get them on board. Because everybody loves Jim Carrey's The Mask. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, you have that, and then you you can also say, like, this will nullify certain social expectations when you wear this, and you can do a funny, like, rumba dance (laughs) and rob a a (laughs) bank. Uh, It would be funny to put on a surgical mask and then put on the mask mask over that mask. mm -hmm. And so people would think you're just acting a fool and being silly, but actually you're being very conscientious. Or, and then when you get in and people are like, what are you doing? You're like, I guess I misunderstood. (laughs) 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 Sorry. P-A-R-T-Y. There's a pandemic on. And let me show you some literature about it. What if you did mask on a surgical mask? Somebody shot me. I can't do my shopping for myself because oh, I wore I a mask mask. Okay. You wear a surgical mask underneath, then you wear the mask over it, and then you wear a surgical mask over that. Okay. So people see it and like, oh, he's a whimsical party man, but he still understands the importance of controlling the pandemic. Yeah. And I respect Absolutely. him for that. Absolutely. Man, the mask is funny. Man, it's fucking <laughs> funny as shit. You know it's what I mean? It's both funny. You know, it's weird. It's funny to watch, but also funny to talk yeah, about. Yeah. You remember when the podcast. dog pees all over that guy because he's wearing the mask and it's like fucking waterfall? <laughs> that's a good one. And when he eats the bomb and it explodes in his tummy, he goes, that's a spicy meatball. Travis, name, remember that? Travis, do eight more mask jokes to get us to around 10. Uh, do you remember uh, when he when he's there with uh, Ben Stein and he tries to put the mask on, but it doesn't work. So Jim Carrey in like his classic rubber face style, just like throws himself around for a while. That's That's one. There's another one uh, where the clock is bouncing around the hallway and he's trying to (gasps) smash it with a hammer. That's two, Justin, he's gonna do it. That's a good one. (laughs) He's gonna do it, that's two, Travis. Six more. He says, love is but a red, red rose, and I am a little thorny, and that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, Trav. Oh, yeah, but There's another oh, part where the yeah, cops baby. are frisking him, and they're reaching in his pockets, and he's just like a little to the left and makes a joke. Oh, like it's his penis. That's four, four more, baby. Travis, you're halfway home. Come on. And then there's the part where the old lady comes out, like his landlady comes out of her apartment and she has like a green face mask on and he's wearing a green mask and they scream at each other. Oh, and that's God. pretty good. He's going to do it. Trust he's going to do it. <laughs> Come on. And there's another part 
uh, where he's kind of spinning around yeah. and he's turning into the mask and then he stops and he catches the feather and he <gasps> says, somebody stop me. Okay. Uh, but he says it in like a really funny way. Yeah, okay, um, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give it to you. Two more, Trav. Come on, you're, you can do this. Uh, there's a part where he, the cops come and he tries to run away and they say freeze and he turns to ice in midair and oh. they say, put your hands up. And he says, but you told me to freeze. Now, listen, back in episode 406, Travis got to nine and this is where he shit the bed. <laughs> so Travis, we really want to see if you can land the plane. Is there, is there anything you got to have at least a little bit more juice in the tank? Come on, bud, get us there. Uh, there's a part, uh, where he, there's the two guys who like uh-huh. tried to charge Stanley extra for fixing the car. Yeah. And and then the mask shoves mufflers up their butts. Yes! Yes! He did it, ladies and gentlemen. He did take Amazing. Amazing. Travis. I, mean, I just rewatched it last night. So. <laughs> 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 Let's take a break and we're gonna head on over to the money center. Uh, do either one of you nerds want to take this first one? Okay. Yes. I want to tell you about Warby Parker. They make glasses. I know what you're thinking. A lot of people make glasses. I make glasses. But do you make boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point? You don't. So shut up and let me finish this ad. Warby Parker offers eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. They're committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. I wear Warby Parker glasses. I love Warby Parker glasses. My favorite part is the home try-on program where they will send, like you pick out the frames you want to try on. They send them to you. You try them on. And here's the thing, folks. This is news to no one. I have a gigantic head. And so I'm always wary of buying glasses online. But Warby Parker sent them to me. I try them on. I go, oh, these actually fit. This is incredible. Or, nope, my melon's still too big. And I had to send some back. And I don't pay for the ones I don't keep. It's a great deal. And Webby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. They offer everything you need. Glasses start at just $95, and that includes prescription lenses. Sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses are also available. So try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try on at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. Ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping level. Try Five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash my brother. Uh, if you are uh, uh, wanting to take a break from the outside world, yes. wanting to isolate even deeper into your own subconscious, and who can blame you, uh, then reach for a pair of Raycon earbuds. Uh, you don't have to spend hundreds of bucks on a pair of wireless earbuds to get a great uh sound you can just uh go with raycon their newest model the everyday e25 earbuds uh i seamlessly pair with uh via bluetooth they got nice amount of bass and more compact design it gives you a nice noise isolating fit i got a pair and really liked them they very easy to uh to pair they they sync right up and they're delicious with it and they are delicious they go down smooth Uh, you know what i mean uh, you can get the latest and greatest from Raycon and the most delicious. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash mybrother. That's buyraycon.com 
slash my brother for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds by Raycon.com slash my brother. Uh, I should say our lawyer is sitting right next to me. Uh, they just handed me a piece of paper that says, uh, I have to tell you, don't eat earbuds. I have cool. My, now, my skateboard lawyers are sitting next to me and they're giving me a big thumbs up and they're shaking their head. Yes. So I don't know if oh. that means you can eat earbuds. They're doing it again. God, uh-huh. these guys, man, they're such bad lawyers. <laughs> Why did we get these terrible lawyers? My lawyer is good. My, my lawyer. lawyer. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, five. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. You want a Yahoo? Yeah, I'd like that. Okay. This Yahoo was sent in by Molly and I guess you're not going to interrupt me. That feels good. Thanks, Molly. It's by Yahoo Answers user uh, Copperman asks. Oh, I get it. It's like Iron Man, but okay. That's funny. I didn't think about that. Very good. Uh, huh. And this, I'm liking I'm this. liking it already. And uh, this seems like something that the bad, the bad boy Tony Stark himself would say, which is, uh, why are plungers handle rods so short? Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm already elbow deep in there. Regular plungers consist of an elastic suction cup and a wooden handle rod that is attached to it. The wooden hand... If you have never plunged, do you think that's possible? I mean, maybe some people only have narrow perfect. shits. Per- per- perfect dookers. Yes. I guess so. This is our third time talking about poop it's in this stuff. episode. Stinky, the, stinky sa- snakes every time. The wooden handle rod is intended to be held and used by the plunger operator to forcefully compress and decompress the suction cup and its contents by pushing and pulling. All right, Bill Nye, we fucking get it. Another commonality among many regular plungers is that the wooden rod is rather short, forcing your wrists and forearms to be rather close to the suction cup and what's below it. I so I ask, why are the wooden rods as short as they usually are? Shouldn't they be longer to allow for some action at greater distance to the whirling toilet water and whatever happens to be part of said whirling waters? I've always wanted them to be broom handle length. So like, I can stand on top of the counter right next to it and like jump off and really get some good action going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Because sometimes just the like two feet that they give me isn't enough to get the torque I need to get the clog out of there. You know what I mean? I need to really get in there. Yeah, we want, and you need, when you like it when it's a sort of Darth Maul double-bladed yes. <laughs> plunger saber situation where it's a long stick and on one side is the normal plunger end, but then on the other side is like an almost comedically large, the mask-sized plunger right. cup. And that, exactly. one goes, that one goes over the whole toilet and Travis likes to do that and yell for people to come in. Like, guys, get in here. Get in here. You got to see this. You got to see this. You'll never believe what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. people are always and then like. I plunge and I pull up and there's Jimmy Hoffa's body, right? And, and like, it's, it's great. Everyone loves it. And people laugh and they're like, you're doing the big plunger trick again, aren't you? We don't yeah. have to come in. We've, <laughs> we have seen it. Yeah. I've lost a lot of friends. It's a, it's a very good tiny plunger card trick. And you can order the tiny plunger and they'll send you a DVD with it that says how to do the tiny plunger card yeah. trick. Hey, it's 2020. Cool. How has plunger technology not evolved? 
I think How have we not moved beyond, we put a big duke in there, clogged the I whole thing up, here's like a suction cup and a wooden stick, go to work. I think it has evolved, because there's some where there's kind of a flange uh-huh. at the bottom where it flanges in, and then there's just the regular Mario ones. But, and, I f- and I do, I it does concern me, because if we figured out that the flange is better, we should have thrown all those other ones right, away, right? Yeah. We want to do this job once, and we want to do it right. No, you know what? And I've talked about it before. I'm a disruptor. I'm going to disrupt the whole thing. Fucking big plungers out here taking your money. Hey, everybody, here's a news flash. Invest in my company, biggerpipes.com. Yeah. Wait, no, don't go to biggerpipes.com. No, let's no, do no, it. No, no. Oh shit. Here's the thing: if we still need plungers. Maybe the problem isn't our dukes. Maybe it's that the toilet pipes is too dang small. Why haven't we made mm. bigger toilet pipes at this point? Yeah, right. You, yeah, you you are you are talking about Mario sized pipes that you could go on an adventure down. I'm just saying that I think the only reason toilet pipes are so small, and I'm sorry, plumbers, I'm sorry you have to hear me say this and blow up your spot like this, but it's because big plumbers is keeping them small so that they're in a job. I'm saying, give me a big old powerful pipe that I can send whatever size Duke I make down without having to worry about it. Now, you know what tr- I mean? Why are you holding me hostage in my latrine? <sighs> now, Travis, is when he says big plumbers, he is not talking about the plumbing industry. No. He is talking about the eight and a half foot tall sort of monster man that does yeah. come to his house whenever they have a plumbing emergency. Well, and lives Tra- in my house technically at this point. Would, would terrorize Travis be a fair verb to use for what the yeah. big plumber does to you? Yeah, and you know what? Not just physically, but emotionally. Oh, but physically, feel, wicked yeah. physically. Like, he oh, hurts you a lot. Yeah. But he also says mean things about how big my duke was and how I should be embarrassed and, like, this is all yeah. my fault and I've let down everyone. Yeah, I remember loved. one time he said you had thick pee and you were like, yeah. dang, that stinks. And then he hurt you, your body. Yeah, and then he hurt me real bad. Then also that. Then then he also said that I use toilet paper like a baby in a cartoon. Yeah. Um. And that is true. But I it's hate still the big hurt. plumber. I fu- I think the big plumber sucks. But you know what? Also, he pays his rent on time. He does. And f- like, fine. I, yeah. I've, I've never had any problems with him like doing his chores on the chore wheel. So like, there's that. I mean, he's not the worst roommate I've ever had. Can I hit you guys with this? Please don't. I've been hurt so much. No, okay, but this is a different. This is a. This is oh, a. Okay. I, I'm gonna hit you with this idea, and it'll be light, like a cloud, a stick that is the chores stick, and every house has chores stick, and then you have a sort of tackle box, or uh-huh. perhaps a sort of like wheel that goes in your pantry that has plunger end, multiple size plunger ends for Travis when he needs a special one. For Thank the you. way for his special waste, but then there can also be broom, mop, Swiffer, fucking uh, angled broom for cleaning off the top of your fan blades. Which folks, you don't, nobody's gonna look up there. You're okay. No. Um, you can also just get compressed air for like half the jobs in your house, folks. Yeah, dear, for your it's yeah. okay. Or you could just get chores to stick. Careful about blowing that into your face, though, folks. Compressed air. Yeah, yeah. don't. Why not? Don't do it. It's not good for you. It's dangerous. It's too cold. Give yourself a fucking embolism. It's no good. But chore stick is safe, and it's (laughs) Okay, so we got chore stick, we got big pipes. Justin, what have you got to solve this? 
Um, moving. Oh, this is a new house. So you clog the toilet and you just and you pack leave? up, move, <laughs> move it on, pack your bags and move away. Exactly. It's been a long time. Wouldn't that hurt the re- resale value of the befouled house? Keep that door locked. Tell them somebody died. Yeah, you break cat. That it's the Duke of Amontillado. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking cover it up. Right. Don't we don't go in there. There's no. Uh, I there thought used you to said be this a, was two and a half bath. It's two bath. Yeah. Now let's move on. It's two and a quarter bath because I drew in the toilet. Did you brick up your <laughs> so toilet? A, I sure did. It, it's a pee pee one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's two and a quarter. Two and a quarter bath. Just pee pee in there and leave. <laughs> Don't ask a lot of questions. You could pay. You could maybe this this toilet is permanently clogged, but you could probably pee pee in it twelve more times. So please, <laughs> so please choose choose wisely. While you're uh, uh, living in the home. Hey, man, is it cool <laughs> you if have... I use your bathroom? No, not that one. I've only got four left, and I'm saving them. <laughs> I got four left. It's like that Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, Pluto Nash? Uh, the Clumps. Pluto Nash. The Clumps. Pluto Nash. Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to a new segment, Munch Squad Investigate. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was uh, terrifying. One, that was really In this scary. one. There's been a burger murder. <laughs> this one, in this one, we're going to find him and we're going to put him on blast. This is a new public service that we're doing uh, uh, on the Munch Squad where we're going to find secret restaurants and we're going to unearth Wait. Them. How secret? I have how? Secret. Secret because they are pretending to be a different restaurant than they are. And I am going to help you unearth this. I encountered this in my own life with It's Just Wings, which popped up on DoorDash, and I was like, ah, damn, I would love some wings right now. And Sydney looked at the menu, and I said, what's on the menu? And she she scrolled through it, and she said, um, it's just wings. And I was like, that can't be right. Everybody's got to have some add-ons. Turns out they also had curly fries in a separate menu. They did a little digging? Yeah. Hmm. It's chilies. Wait. What? Yeah, yeah. This restaurant that they pretended was another restaurant is actually, it's just wings. It's not just wings. It's just chili. So it's just so wings. It's just wings. Okay. So chili said, we got a lot of extra wings here that we need to get rid of. Mm-hmm. We're going to create a second DoorDash like landing page where we yes. just sell our wings and curly fries. It's just a. They pretend it's a new restaurant, a new delicious restaurant, where it's just wings. But why? Uh, but it's not just wings. It's just chilies. Don't try to fool me. I have another one. This is coming in hot. I need everybody to be aware of this. Fazoli's is serving up deep fried wings at their first ghost kitchen in Atlanta, which is a wild what? sentence now that I say it out loud. Hachi machi. Fazoli set up a secret ghost restaurant in Atlanta to just try to figure out how to do wings good, and they'll deliver them to you. That's no, it's no big deal. It's not the restaurants. It's just Fazoli's opened up a wing restaurant run by ghosts. It's just a ghost kitchen. I, I'm actually kind of proud of them for that, if I'm being honest. I, I don't like the yeah. treachery, but I do appreciate them being like, we want to do wings, but we're too nervous to fuck it up in our real stores. We're going to set up a whole fake front just so we can get good at wings and then bring them to you, Travis. 
the markup on wings must be wild because I got another one for you. Neighborhood wings. Okay. There's neighborhood wings. You can get them in Folsom, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Indiana, Yonkers, New York. Enjoy some neighborhood wings. No, where do you? I'm going to give you all this. Turn into a game. Who makes neighborhood wings? Applebee's. That's right. We got them. Applebee's is neighborhood wings. D- Stop lying. Also, Bar- Boston Market is secretly rotisserie roast. I'm not even going to play the sound effect because you could have guessed but that one. Why? I'm, I'm at- still caught up in the psychology of this. I'm why at- is Applebee's like we need to move our wings? I'll tell you why. This, okay. this, why? I mean, this is legit. Like Chili's and Applebee's, like millennials. Gen Zoomers, they're not going to Applebee's yeah. and Chili's because they're shame because of, it's because of the shame associated with them. Uh-huh. But but those wings don't lie. Like the wings are, they're wings. And so if you if you if they can call them something cool, uh, like Tony Hawk's Extreme Wings or something like that, uh-huh. like something that Zoomers love, then it's then you know you can do a trick on them. So you're telling me also they sp- looked at what. Chuck E. Cheese did, and they said, that was great. That was a great idea. We're just going to do that. Yeah, we all know Chuck E. Cheese is Pasquale's Pizza and Wings, yes. right? If you see a Pasquale's Pizza, you know that's Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, I do also want to warn everyone, uh, uh, Buca de Beppo did a pizza one that's called P. Za, okay. <laughs> which I do have to give it up right, for. I like that. That's very good. That's very good. And one more, um, uh, Hooters open up one called Hootie's Burger Bar, which huh. you could do better than that. That was not a but very good one. But that's a primo tie-in with Darius Rucker. There's no Darius Rucker. That's a primo, that's a primo example, though, of I've never been to a Hooters because of the sort of, it's whole steez, it's whole thing. Yeah, the but whole maybe steez. the food is phenomenal, and now I can go to Hootie's, and it can be whatever I need it to be. A little more formal, a little more refined. I mean, you have to think um, the food is good at Hooters. Why else would people go there? Okay. I don't actually want to talk about Hooters. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to, I do want to say, though, um, the, uh, I have a much called Junior, too. If I could just tack this on yeah, real sure. quick. Because uh, in these corona times, I think that we're all sort of, uh, reeling and figuring out how to deal with it. And the way that the Sour Patch Kids pop-up store in New York City is dealing with it is to be open huh. uh, <laughs> for you to go to. Have you ever opened a bag of Sour Patch Kids candy only to think, what if I could live in this incredible sour then sweet experience? Well, think no longer. The Sour Patch Kids store is here. That's right. Wall-to-wall sour then sweet awesomeness right in the heart of New York City. Express your inner Sour Patch Kids style with our new merchandise. Elevate your sour taste buds at our sweets bar. And of course, create your perfect candy mix with your favorite Sour Patch Kids varieties and then kill your grandma. <laughs> oh, sorry, I misread. But then it'll do, it'll do something real sweet. Like, it'll be like, it'll we, be gave you, we did give you coronavirus at our candy store that killed your grandma, but here's 10 bucks. The kids may like pranks, but they know visitor safety is no joke. Visitors to the Sour Patch Kids store will be required to wear a face covering at all times and maintain social distancing. It does, there is, if you say, 
you have if you're going to be in the Sour Patch Kids New York City store, you have to wear a face mask. What you are saying then is by coming into the Sour Patch Kids store, you're introducing some level of danger into your life, right? Right. What level of danger? How much do you have to fucking love Sour Patch Kids? Because for me, the amount of danger that is worth going to the Sour Patch Kids store in New York City is zero. It is absolute no risk to my safety or my nannies, right? right? That's the absolute bare minimum. Well, maybe it's that you've already done something else dangerous that was worth it to you, and then you see the <laughs> Sour Patch Kids store, and you're like, might as well. Marty out. <laughs> Um, hey, can I do a Yahoo? Yes. This one was sent in by Graham Roebuck. Thank you, Graham. It's Yahoo Answers user servants who asks, what would you do if you had a friend that went with you everywhere and kept saying, you're the man. Yeah, you're the man. You're the man. Over and over. Hmm. You know. <laughs> It'd be cool for, how long would it be cool for? I think a couple days. Yeah. Oh, I think up to a week. Went it- everywhere with me. Yeah, I mean that's I guess that 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 is the small the fine print is that they would accompany you in, uh, to the bathroom, to the bedroom, uh to the change to the changing yeah. room. Like, can I what about when I sleep? Yeah, you're the man. You're can the I man. still sleep? You're the man. You're the man. You're the man. You're, man. you're the man. You're sleeping so good. I'm going to give you some ASMR. You're the man tingles. You're sleeping so good. I'm so proud of you. Um I think it would be cool for a while. I think it would be cool for a while. It would actually be not cool instantly for the three of us because of how it would taint our audio. If you did yeah, have, that would be a problem. If we did have on this show the three of us, but then three strangers in the background all saying, you're the man, yeah, you're the man, you're the man, uh, over and over, <gasps> I think that would get grating after like a like half an episode. You know what? I, I feel like I worry that it would, after a while, become disingenuous. Where yeah. he, you know, he's saying, you're How the man. How much are we paying this person? Yeah, and you're like, I'm not, I'm not the man. So, what I propose, five days a week, you're the man, you're the man, you're the man. On the sixth day, you suck, you're terrible, you're a piece of shit. On the seventh day, nothing. Nothing. And then he's okay. back from Monday through Friday, you're you the man. You have a day of stewing on, I, yeah. I'm a real, I'm a fucking stinker. Right. <laughs> and then he comes back and he's like, no, don't listen to what that other guy said. You're great. But it's the same Maybe guy. Maybe it's a different person. Maybe it's a different it's person a different the second person. Oh, you throw him away. Yeah, and then the next week, it's like, all right, maybe, and you know what, maybe it's just a different hat or like mustache or whatever, I don't know. And he's just like, I feel that like, last guy was a liar. You're great. I feel like it would negate when other people in my life tell me I'm the man. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I see. It, it would be kind of less impactful. It would take away your ability to appreciate being the man. Yeah. You know? Then how about maybe let's tweak it a bit. They're just asking you, are you the man? And it's up to you to answer. So it's building your own self-confidence. And eventually he's gonna say, Now you're the man, and he'll leave. Right? And Forever? it's like when when you, yeah, you don't need him anymore. The power's in you. Because okay. he's asked so enough. he doesn't say you're the man now. He says now you're the man. Yeah, that keeps that it keeps legally, us out of yeah, finding exactly. forester <laughs> trademark territory, which I do appreciate yeah. from a legal perspective. But it said it's just asking you until you find the confidence within that you don't need him there anymore. 
Yeah. And he and then he leaves and moves on. And uh, you know, maybe there's uh maybe just moves on to your next door neighbor. He doesn't have far to go. There's only one of him. Um, and he has to kind of cover the whole world. So he can really <laughs> yeah. only give you like a week. So you need to get your shit together. I do I mean, we're talking about someone who Wait, accompanied- hey, can we jump back to earlier in the episode when you're talking about a dog bag full of dookie and it's Johnny Appleseed and pretend yeah. that I said Johnny Crappleseed? Uh, no, actually. Fuck. No, Fuck. Too far away. Um, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm thinking about it, and like a friend that goes with you everywhere you go who's like, you're not the man yet. You're not the man. No, you're not the man. I do kind of already have that. <laughs> but the friend, the friend is in, inside me. Yes. <laughs> the friend's right. just my brain. Yes. Now, see, I have the opposite. Yeah, you do have this friend. I don't like how gendered it is, though. Okay. Yeah, I, I do. I, maybe if we had a little bit more specific, like, you're the man. Which, which man? The man with the power. This is inevitable. No, what, no. <laughs> <laughs> what about just like, you're the best? No, that's too. You're, well, no, yeah, because man's is man is the best, Travis. I'm glad we finally fucking yeah. drawing a line in the sand. You're a you're doc you're doctor shit. Or, <laughs> like or that's something. Yeah, because yeah. do, doctor is gender neutral. You're the you're best doctor rapper in the cool. world. You're doctor cool. You're the esteemed you're, professor shit with tenure. <laughs> you're professor shit it, emeritus. It would, I think it would be more useful to me in my day-to-day life to have someone who follows me around and tells other people that I'm the man. Yeah. Get a load of this guy. He's the man. This guy's Dr. Shit. This guy's Dr. Shit. Look at him. (laughs) Fuck yeah, dude. Hey, are you getting pumped for this guy? This guy's Dr. Shit. He went to shit medical school for seven years for this. Get out of- I could use- Get out of the way. Here comes Judge Cool. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's love, me, Judge Cool. I would love to have that in my marriage. Just like, hey, Sydney, are you getting a load of this fucking guy? Look how much broccoli he's eating. <laughs> I'm going wild over here. I can't believe you're not you're missing this to pay attention to your kids. Look at this guy. He's putting it away. This is the thing, right, that we're all jealous of, like, 90s hip-hop artists for, right? The hype man. None of it. You can't have a hype man in day to day life. You, I can't be walking around and someone's like Travis rocking them jeans. Like I can't <laughs> do that. I want that. Yeah. We all want that. Yeah. We all want it. We all want a hype man whose entire existence is just about like that they are revolving around us and like they are the moray eel to to our uh, great white shark. A sort we of all em- want that. A sort of emotional pilot fish, if you will. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure we all want that. No, I don't. I wicked don't is, want that. You don't want a hype yeah, person? I, want. I want silence sometimes. <laughs> like uh, right now, for uh, instance, is a good uh, Well, I can give that to you, Griffin, by way of saying that thank you for listening to our podcast, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, we are so happy that you made a little time to hang out with us. It's been a delight, uh, as always. And thank you. I was just going to say, you know... But I'm just going to say, get out there and register to vote. If you're not registered to vote, get out there and register to vote. And also, I'm going to say, don't vote for Donald Trump in the 2020 <laughs> election. I'm just going to say that, too. Yeah, that would be actually a very bad thing to do. And don't do that. Don't do that. Bad. So register your vote. And then maybe use that vote to oppose the candidate that might actually win against. Or no, use that vote to, Here he goes. to vote for the candidate 
that might actually win against Donald Trump so that Donald Trump does not continue to be president. That, wow, that fit that on a sign, folks. I'm fucking motivated. Yeah, so register to vote and use that vote against Donald Trump. Uh, also, make go. sure you're signed up for mail-in ballot because that's yes. going to be the best, best, safest way to do it this time. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Thank you also to John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Uh, it, it shreds, rips, slaps. It's so fucking good. And um, I think that's it. Y'all want that uh, final? Oh, oh, oh. Absolutely. We wrote a book about podcasting that you can pre-order. Oh, okay. It'll be on January and go to the Macroy Podcasting Book. Uh, dot com. Yeah. It's called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. Yeah. It's it's good and you'll enjoy it and it'll teach you how to make a podcast you're proud of. It's got jokes and lessons. This is uh final Yahoo sent in by the prospector Merritt Palmer. Thank you, Merritt. It's Yahoo Answers user. Diana, who asks What is the best vintage children's book about horses that's not well known? <laughs> my name is Justin McElroy I'm Travis McElroy I'm Griffin McElroy This has been my brother, my brother and me Kiss your dad, square on the lips MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.